This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go business storytellers. Hey, how's everyone doing? Today we want to talk about accountability. Now you guys keep me very accountable to keep this show going because you guys are tuning in. Now we have a podcast, we have a live stream, we write articles. Sometimes we turn it into book chapters. How can you stop? It's really hard, right? Because you guys are expecting it. But let's be honest, when it comes to content strategy, accountability and keep going is important. And you know what? You know how many episodes the average podcast has before they give up? Seven. Is there anything in life you can do seven times and think it will be a success? I don't think so. So today we want to talk about accountability. Um, Holly Adams of hollyadamsconsulting.com. You can check her out there. She's an expert on building um, employees and companies. And she has an accountability checklist. So you can actually download that from her website. Uh, And we want to talk about how do we hold each other accountable? How do we do it in a way that's not so bossy bossy, I hope? And how do we build that culture to move forward together? So let's get her on the show here. Holly Adams, welcome. I always like to give my guests a fist bump since we can't handshake anymore. Thanks for COVID. Um, how are you doing, doing today? And tell me about why is accountability such an important topic? Hey, thanks, Christoph, for having me. It's great to be here. I think one of the things that um, just from a consulting perspective, the common the common theme that I run into um, is a way to help people hold themselves accountable. And uh, this check-in form has evolved over the years. It started probably about 15 years ago and I use it myself. So I still, I still use it um, personally and professionally to hold myself accountable to find themes. So it was a way, a gentle way, um, like you mentioned in the intro, how to respectfully uh, hold each other accountable. So this was the way that I do that. What's interesting about the form too, so on the form you have, what are some of your top wins? What are you know some of the other things you, you need to talk about for the week? And what I find interesting, now I am a marketer, right? So I always find a way to market something, whether I want to or not. But when I, I actually do something like this every week, and what I found is even when you're on vacation in content strategy, there are still wins you can report for the week not related to the vacation. So I want to be clear about that. But you know what I mean? Because if you do it well, it keeps going, right? There's always something you can report and say, well, this article took off. This podcast took off. All of a sudden, we're ranking for a new term. So, but how do you get past it being, uh, I don't know, bossy or um, like, you know, um, yeah, bossy might be the right term, right? Like, tell me why, what worked well this week and what didn't work well? And and how do we get past that top-down mentality, for lack of a better term? That's not the intent of it, correct? 
Correct. I think the the intent is to offer an opportunity for reflection. And mm-hmm. one of the things that was really important as I incorporate this from a training and, and coaching perspective is that it couldn't be one more thing. It could not be one more thing added to the to-do list that didn't add value. So I look at it as an opportunity. Um, so right on right on the form, I say it can't take more than five or 10 minutes. So it's really a, a reminder not to overthink things and to identify high level items. So kind of the big ticket things. And related to the reflection value, I would also say it offers an opportunity to spot trends. So when you have data points and you collect data over time, and this is one of the things I warn um, I, I warn clients about is the first couple of weeks that you do it, it probably will feel very, um, probably minuscule in terms of like, why am I doing this? It feels very superficial. These are just, uh, you know, three or four things uh, per per topic area. I, I don't necessarily see the longer term value in doing this, but over time, those those data points build on each other. And it's so much easier to spot trends about what you're doing well. So what your strengths are um, in terms of your hits. And also when um, when things maybe repeatedly appear on your on your misses list, um, are there trends? Is it related to a specific project? Is it related to a specific um, person or department or um, you know, maybe it's just the time of the, of the week that you, that you struggle. Do you struggle midweek? Do you struggle at the end of the week? So just that opportunity to spot trends is very easy. Well, and who doesn't struggle at the end of the week, right? We're ready for the weekend, but I, I know what you mean. What, what I find interesting too, is about the, the focus on priorities, right? And this is, you know, I, when I had, um, uh, one team comes to mind. We don't have to name names here. Uh, but there was always a person that says, what are my priorities? And I would say, well, what's on your plate? Like, I need a little bit more context of what's even going on. But I think what, what is good when you talk about what's your focus on, are we actually in alignment, right? If, for example, if I'm setting the strategy and the strategy is X, and last week maybe it was Y, we don't have to get into how often people should change strategies. But stuff changes, right? So if I say I'm working on X and I'm thinking you should be working on Y, we should talk about that, right? I mean, that's another way to not just be accountable, but also be be set up to be successful, I suppose. And that's a perfect lead-in. So let me tell you about how it started. So it started um, when I worked for a president of a company who was very... Um, if you're uh, familiar with the DISC assessment, he was a very high D, so very much focused on results and very driven. And he was amazing. And he would, but he would not be one of those people that would set up meetings just to set up meetings. So this became our opportunity to um, have for him to have line of sight to what was what I thought was on my priority list knowing that he had a different perspective of um, 
of maybe the whole organization. So he was a president of the company. So from an, and this was started from a, from an HR uh, perspective, I would list out what I thought my priorities were. And I would say 95% of the time, I was pretty accurate about what my plans were, what my focus needed to be for the next week. But there were a couple of times where he would say, hey, I didn't tell you, or you didn't have reason to know that I need you to be in a meeting um, with this with this client or customer next week. Um, and it was a prompt for him to um, help redirect um, my priority list had I not known that that was going to happen. So it was that's a perfect um, example of it in action and it working really well. That is a good example. So let's talk about um, how that works in, in practice, though. So, for example, in content strategy, especially, right, I the more you know about the topic, the better you're going to get at it. Well, you usually, right? If you go too deep into the weeds, honestly, at some point, you might not write for the people who are just entering the field, right? And it's it's too deep. So that can happen, too. But in theory, the more I know my my audience, the better my content should be, the more helpful it should be to my, my company. Now, on the flip side, if I'm changing who I'm trying to reach or I need to change up my content or my, my content assets, sometimes, I don't want to say it's a culture shock, but, but a little bit, right? Because now you're so deep into knowing your audience and now all of a sudden you have to refocus. What tips do you have for, for, for employees, especially who didn't have any input, which that's that's fine for the purpose of this discussion, I guess, that something changed? How do you refocus and how do you do it quickly, I guess? So I use this form at the end of every week. Um, mm-hmm. It's a way for me to reflect on the on the previous week. So thinking about a Monday through Friday. Um, and I would say that it just the 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 form or the concept is a way to redirect the conversation if needed it allows for a dialogue and that's i guess the simplest way that i can think about it is that is is that it offers that feedback loop um, at the bottom of the of the page and again this is one of those things that evolved over time it's checking in on on previous action items or expectations so this, maybe it's not filled out every week. Maybe the agreed upon timeline was we're going to take a deeper dive once a month or maybe once a quarter. So it offer that as a way to kind of, like you said, in practice, what does that look like? And I would say it offers an opportunity for dialogue around those, around those things. So I think it's actually really difficult to sometimes remember what my three wins were. For the week or might be lost. I mean, some are like some are pretty obvious, right? Like something happened and just in the back of your mind doesn't make a difference. But but sometimes I'm like, oh, that was a really big win. I almost didn't think about that. That wasn't the last week. So I don't I don't know what the right timeline is. I think for for content people, uh, it, it probably is weekly. Uh, if you're like in a media environment, might even be daily. I don't know if that's too much, but you know, like some mm-hmm. kind of check in. Um, because stuff just moves so fast. But um, how, well, so the importance is that whoever gets the form, whoever uh, reviews whatever you filled out, they actually have to review it. So are leaders struggling with that? Or I mean, I know I've worked with people 
and anything you send to them, they don't even look at, or, you know, I mean, uh, how do we get around that? Is that uh, just Yeah, so that's a great question. That's a great question. So par part of the purpose of this check-in is to make it simple enough that people will actually complete it and that the person on the other end will actually review it. So that's a first, I would say, warning sign if people aren't aren't utilizing it. It's, it's checking in as to why. So either they're not putting enough information within the form or they're not clear enough on what truly, you know, we're holding ourselves accountable to, or on the other end of the spectrum, we, we're, we're putting too much effort or too much um, attention to this form when it's meant to be a very high level check-in. And again, that opportunity for, um, for conversation. I would also add, I've done this on my own. Um, I, I've used this within uh, employment settings um, and employee and employer relationships. But for those that are doing this on their own, um, it's a way to end the week. And it's also a way to check in on any metrics that you're using. So like you said, from a content perspective, um, maybe once a week isn't enough if, if things are moving too quickly, but it's identifying a couple different metrics either on a daily basis that you have to check in before that before that week would be up. So that's a great point. Interesting. And I, how often does it happen that people don't know what their wins are? I mean, I, for example, of course, when you're the boss, when you're the leader, the manager, whatever, you might think of wins differently. I might think of wins, right? So if I'm doing something, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's just like what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Is that really a win? But then when the boss sees it, they're like, that's totally a win. I mean, it can also be uh, line of sight uh, coaching opportunities, right? But how do people struggle or not struggle with realizing what's a win and what, what's not a win? What is a win? I would, I, I would ask, um, I would ask that be early defined, right? In the relationship, mm -hmm. what is it that you are, how are you defining success? So, um, you know, Christoph, what does success look like for you? Is it, are you looking at this from a business perspective? Is it impact? Is it financial? Is it reach, you know, defining what that is? Is it emotional? you know, all of those things. And, and that can all be, that can all be true um, and accurate. The value comes in when you are looking at that employer, employer relationship. Are you in alignment? Um, does success mean the same thing for you as an employee as it does a, as an employer or manager? Um, if you are on your own, um, does, are your wins translating into the impact that you want to have as you know as a business owner so the conversation maybe happens differently it happens within maybe instead of of externally but that's a that's a fantastic point so i think there's a gazillion wins you can come up with every day every week you know i'll give you an example Oops, I just did it. This week, my win is I didn't speak on mute, right? On a show. Ha ha, I was speaking on mute there for a second. 
But seriously, if you are hosting a podcast and every week or for two weeks, you make the same stupid mistake and being on mute is a stupid mistake by now, honestly. Um, you should call that out. I finally figured out a way how to fix this problem. So, I mean, that's like a super little win, but it can make the content better, right? I mean, so there's, everybody has those experiences. It's, it's just, um, you, you have to figure out how to identify them and, and remember them when you fill out the form. Absolutely. And who wouldn't be, oh gosh, what a great problem to have, right? If you had too many wins, if you couldn't uh, fit all your wins on one page, that'd be, that'd be a great problem, huh? Well, it depends. It's a good problem, but it's not a good problem for the, for the person who has to read them all, I guess. Right. And if it's, uh, if it's, a, if it's a big book now on your accountability checklist, I mean, you're basically asking people to just have bullet points, right? Don't go too deep, yes. just go deep enough. Uh, how do people struggle with that? Or do, I mean, do they, um, I know people who can't say anything in less than 300 words. I mean, you ask them how the weather is and you're going to get a 300 word uh, answer. How, what, what tips do you offer there? Who do, or do people not struggle with that? I think they struggle initially with understanding what the, what we're going to do with it. And the, 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 the value is having some trends over time. But I would say that there, there might be some struggles in the beginning to be concise enough. Um, but I, I literally ask people if they're struggling with that to set a timer, set a timer for 10 minutes. Um, and if it's taking you longer than that, you're probably overthinking it. Or another way that we've um, combated that is maybe truly a week is too long for you to think about your life moves too fast work moves too quickly for you to um, maybe capture everything or reflect on everything um, in those circumstances I've asked people to sticky note one thing a day so that you're looking at um, you're looking at more data points and being able to pick out maybe more valuable ones, um, but truly if forgetting or maybe not being able to process that much information, chunking it down into more meaningful bites is, is way powerful. And, and we have options now in terms of literally some people would do it on a sticky note. Some people might pull out their phone and, you know, open up a notes tab or something or some type of application mm -hmm. to collect that information. There are so many uh, ways, notebooks, um, some people are pretty old school that way. Just finding out what whatever will work for them is, is uh, something that needs to be sustained. So talking through that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not a big fan of paper. I prefer everything digitally. So uh, that's kind of my MO. But I know like my wife, for example, everything is on paper, right, including the calendar. Um, which is can be frustrating to me because you know I can't see it. Like I mean, I can see my boss's calendar, but I can't see her calendar. So it's kind of interesting um, those dynamics. Now, um, my feeling is that the accountability is between uh, really a manager and a person, right? An employee typically. And and Mark Babbitt, when he was on the show, he wrote "Good Good Comes First. He talks about respect. Uh, and results, right? So that kind of seems to fit into that model a little bit too. But how about 
sharing, maybe not the negatives, maybe depending on what the, the, the relationship is with the rest of the team, but certainly the positives could be shared team wide, right? I mean, is that part of it or would you not recommend anything like that? I would absolutely recommend that. And I think that when you are able to share this with more than one person, with more than your manager, that's the next level success because that helps develop a, a, a deeper respectful relationship in terms of understanding what other people are struggling with, what other people consider wins, and also how to work together in terms of timing. So ultimately, um, the true value is when you're sharing your accountability check-in forms with others and they're sharing it with you. Um, frankly, I've not seen that happen more than maybe twice to be able to get to that level where that exchange of information is happening. But that's the ultimate goal in terms of, of, of accountability is that it's a shared accountability. So we, you have more than one resource. You have more than one person that's helping you, um, you know, reach your goals and stay focused and stay in alignment. Yeah, I think the alignment thing is becoming more and more important, especially as companies change and move forward and, and stuff changes. It seems to be way more constant than when I first started my career. Now, um, let's talk about the, the misses for a second. So the, so the wins, of course, that's positive. Let's shout it from the rooftops. But when you have a miss, how important? So where's the line between me telling you, Holly, my, my misses for the week at the end of the week to when I need to push the panic button or whatever, just to be overly dramatic here and, and not wait for the end of the week, but say, Holly, here's a big miss. Help, send help, send help. Where's that fine line between what should go on an accountability form or what needs to be reported, communicated right now? That's a great question. And I think the answer is probably very specific to, to the organization, uh, to the issue. I would hope that if, like you said, it's a fire, it's an emergency, that the accountability form would be the last thing on anyone's mind in terms of filling it out um, or having to put it, put it on the list at that particular time. But I think that that's a great uh, that's a great opportunity to say, you know, I need help right now. It probably will go on my list at the end of the week, but from an accountability form perspective, hopefully that's the last thing on anyone's mind is is having to put that down. Um, I would say the value from um, a miss perspective is again seeing trends. And I, what I end up doing is using my focus or priorities as a, did I accomplish them or not? So if you look, I, I, I guess I look at it in terms of if my focus for the following week, if those items, the goal is for them to be the wins at the end of the, of the next week. And if those focuses 
end up in the miss column or the miss line. Um, either I did something wrong or something else happened or my priorities were out of alignment. Um, so sometimes it's just highlighting the circumstances of the week um, that maybe had nothing to do with me. Maybe I wasn't in control of those things, but still understanding I'm responsible for them. If they are a priority mm -hmm. is to, uh, to bring them back to the forefront yeah. to, to have that focus. Well, and also can uncover certain things like when, you know, if, if the priority that we agreed on is this for the next week and we didn't get any of, any of it done, why not? And the answer isn't always that it's my fault. But if I had, um, you know, 25 marketing emergencies because people kept stopping by and pushing other things on me, maybe the problem isn't my focus, but maybe the company culture or somebody else's focus. So I think that's always um it can be difficult to bring up depending on who is doing the interrupting, but certainly worth uh, considering. Holly, in the last um, 60 seconds here, 75 seconds, tell us, how do people work with you? They can connect with you at hollyadamsconsulting.com. Uh, but, but who would reach out? And of course, the form, you can find the form for download on the website. Uh, but how do you work with people? When should they connect with you? Yeah, so my website is a great place to start. Um, I do mostly one-on-one um, -on -one coaching um, sessions or small groups, so small teams that would need help um, around accountability or overall development. But like you said, my website a, is a great place to start. That's always great to hear. Everybody needs a good website. Check her out, hollyadamsconsulting. And you do uh, consulting.com, and, and you do nationwide, or is it... it it's anywhere, right? I do. Um, that's, a, I guess, the benefit of, of COVID is being able to offer sessions virtually. Yeah, I think people get more and more used to that anyways. Um, Holly, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, thanks for sharing your insights. Yeah. Thank you, Krista. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.